I just wanted to pop in and let you know that today's episode featuring sisters Katie and Kelly McMiniman is about organizing based on personality type and growing a little bit of a compassion for someone in your life, including yourself, who doesn't organize the way that you might want them to. I figured this was a really fun episode to add to the mix right before I launched my book and especially because COVID is just starting to ease up a little bit and we've all been in our homes for a really long time. And who knows what the piles look like there. But on this episode, you're going to learn if you're a piler or a filer. So the other thing I wanted to remind you is that my book, When She Comes Back, is going to be out on May 11th. And if you pre-order it now before the book comes out on May 11th, I would love to send you an audiobook as a gift. I narrated this audiobook at Cedar House Audio in West Seattle. And all you need to do is send me a picture of your purchase of my book in paperback, along with an email address where I can send you the audiobook of When She Comes Back. And I will get that to you as soon as I get your message. Thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you're well. 25% of the population basically is okay with having more stuff that it isn't what you started out asking, you know, creating the mental clutter. Um, because if, it, if they can find things when they need them, they're organized. We, we really try to drive this home in our book, Organize Your Way, and then and with all of our clients is that at the end of the day, organization isn't about how things look. Obviously, that's what it's come to be in society, but it's can you find things when you need them on a moment's notice without getting stressed out? Welcome to And Then Everything Changed, a podcast about the pivotal moments in life and decisions that define us. I'm your host, Ronit Plank. So Pixies did it, which is an adorable name. I love it so much. When did you start your company? Ooh, 2008, yep. Katie, am I right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. But okay. Uh-huh. she came up with the name for the company years before that, maybe. 2000. Was it 2000? Oh, yes. It's been 20 years since I came up with that name. Oh, Lord. And I've uh, had this email for 20 years. <laughs> well, uh, so were you interested? Like, did you have an interest in pixies or fairies? Or how did that come about? Well, we were in a magical trip with our parents in Paris um, when Kelly was studying abroad. And uh, we were getting ready to go out in Paris. And we were getting ready. And Kelly and I were like gossiping like we usually do. And my mom <laughs> was like, guys, go away. You're like be- you're like fairies. You're like pixies. Go away. <laughs> and my dad heard pixies, pixies. And all of a sudden, we became the pixies to my dad. So, so um, cute. Yeah. And it was like a year later that I got that website because we were pixies. And what's the age difference between you two? About well, three or four years. What do you mean three or four? It's like exactly <laughs> three years. Is it? Oh, you're yeah. right. It is. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, this is the gold. This is the sister gold. And this is <laughs> three why. Three or four years. I was this trying was... to get you to be younger because you know I won't lie about my age, but I can make you younger if you want. Wait. So wait, who's the oldest? I am. I'm 50. Oh. And who's, who's, <laughs> yeah, but who said I? No. Is that Kelly? No, Katie. Katie. See, Katie. I can't. You yeah, both? yeah I, I could never lie about my age. Yeah, I'm 50. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let me let me backtrack and say mm-hmm. that the reason why I wanted to do this episode now is because we're just waking up maybe from this really long haul COVID experience where mm-hmm. people have been sheltering in place almost all around the world and 
being in their homes and spaces, however small or big those are. And I know that cabin fever is a term that's been floated. And there's probably <laughs> like relationship fever. And people are going kind of bananas, it, you know, organizing or not organizing. So I'm the oldest sister. And my younger sister, we're about two, well, we're two years and seven months apart. See, I know the exact amount of time. <laughs> um, and we are very different. Now, my house is in a pigsty, but I know for a fact that my sister who lives in another state is constantly throwing out old stuff and constantly giving things away. And she's doing buy nothing and she's really streamlining their home. And she's serious about it. She loves it. When she gets time alone in the house, which is rare, this is what she likes to do. So I I was really intrigued by having you on now because I felt like we need to really attack this whole idea of space and organization and coming to grips with who we are as an organized or non-organized person. So can you take me back, and I know there's a story here, to to your childhood and to your different styles? <laughs> Poor Kelly. I, I always feel so I kind of basically owe Kelly amends for life for when we used to share a bedroom because <laughs> I am messy and she would have to walk through my room, my messy room to get to her nice little room with everything all in a row, like all the stuffed animals were on the <laughs> bed, all neat and nice. She knew where every everything had a place. In uh-huh. Kelly's little world, and but she had to walk through my hell to get to her. Yeah. her so funny! I was just thinking that the word I would use is hell before I got to heaven. <laughs> well, so Kelly, let's dig in here. Mm-hmm. When you saw Katie's room, when you walked through this other dimension, what were the actual feelings? Like, what were the impressions and feelings that that made it a hell for you? Well, I think for me, it just seeing all of that stuff out and not in its home, it just stresses me out. It always has. Uh, and it's why I was driven to line up my Barbies, line up my stuffed animals and anything I could line up or, you know, put to, in, in proper groupings and their proper homes, I would do. And even though I was three years younger, which is a lot as a little kid, yeah. my mom would tell us to like, make your beds, clean up your room. And I would be like, sure, no problem. Make my bed, clean up my room. And then my sister would sit there, like not do anything and then like tuck it under her bed or put it in her <laughs> closet. And I remember when we were older and her saying like, mom never taught us how to clean our room or make our bed. I'm like, you know what? I figured it out. Like, I don't know what's wrong with you, dude, but I was three <laughs> years younger and I totally figured it out. And that was actually one of my first, you know, kind of breadcrumb clues that, you know, since our brains are wired so differently that, you know, that she needed to be taught how to do mm-hmm. things because that wasn't instinctive to her and mm-hmm. didn't give her a benefit. So she was kind of like, why do these people do it? Like, I think she probably didn't mm-hmm. even understand why this was important. Whereas I instinctively did because the mess stressed me out. Mm-hmm. And Katie, what did you think of Kelly's order? Did oh, well, you have a this thought? This is the thing about, about people with my personality type. We we admire order. We like order. We're the ones that spend all this money at the container store trying to create <laughs> order. And yet we just can't do it. And part of it is because we're visual. We need to see things to know where they are. We can't remember anything behind a closed door. I mean, unless it's mm-hmm. like so rote. Like, like my parents changed their kitchen around 20 years ago I still go to the wrong cupboard because (laughs) you know like there's this part of it's like that's just how we are and like so all that stuff on the floor and everything I I, I was like overwhelmed by it 
but mm-hmm. I had to have things out to see it. So it's a it's a paradox for those with my personality type. You need to have it out, but it needs to be ordered. And so it's a it's a constant back and forth and not knowing how to do it. Like, I don't, you know, because it's mm-hmm. it's overwhelming. And what's amazing to our brains, though, like for right now, I just moved about a month, two months ago. And what happens is it becomes so overwhelming. But what's great about my personality type is that I can close a door and I forget the mess is there. Like yeah. I won't think about it. <laughs> Whereas there are types that know where every mess is in the mm-hmm. whole house without mm-hmm. looking at it. And that's the difference, you know? It's, well, that's it's also this... that like psychic clutter, right? So let me ask this. this there's so many questions I have. So when <laughs> we think about maybe like Marie Kondo or, and I'm going to say this wrong, but is it Feng Shui? Am I saying that right? Do you know? I think it's like Feng Shui, right? Feng Shui? Yeah, Feng Shui. I don't, you know, who knows? So but yeah. there's Sorry. this idea of that, you know, if there's, um, I know I'm asking like two Caucasian women like how to say that like like why am I what? no te- technically I'm married to somebody who's Chinese who's first oh, okay. generation so, so I should okay. know <laughs> okay you know this idea of psychic clutter so are you kind of saying because I understand it like this idea that it would gnaw at you just because you know it's there psychic clutter or like you visualize it but are you saying Katie that some people don't have this problem like they can completely forget the clutter absolutely Mm-hmm. Totally. Now, I mean, so basically the first thing that I do when I set up house is to organize and make pretty the thing I'm going to look at the most. Mm-hmm. So behind my television is just beautiful. It's stunning. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> but the rest of it, absolutely, absolute chaos. Absolute mm-hmm. chaos. And is your, is your husband okay with this or is He's he more like, like Kelly? He's like me. Cool. That so, works. Yeah. That works really yeah. well. It well, does so and then... it doesn't. It means we're both. Oh. <laughs> so no one else takes up the slack, you know, and he doesn't yeah. do it right because he's, you know, doesn't care the same way I do. So it's, it's, you know, it is right. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, so before I go into the next question and to let Kelly respond to this, I'm curious, mm-hmm. uh, Katie, you're saying your brain works this way. Do you have any other uh, different brain function like are you like you know what I'm saying I'm talking about like neuroatypical or is this not you're just saying the way you are no these are typical I mean this is why we came up with the pixie types there's Mm -hmm. there's there's four different overarching pixie types of personalities that uh organize differently and it you know it gets down you know we we break it up even down closer into eight eight different types um Mm -hmm. and uh yeah we're, we're wired differently and you know the minute you start going into my personality type, there's some similarities with ADHD stuff and everything mm-hmm. like that when you have my type, but um, it's it's not. It's our brain. It's our brain. It's the way my brain was created, and it's 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 neurotypical. But half the world is my sister's personality type, and mm. that is what is considered neurotypical. And so, you know, That's what we're funny. trying to say is there's others half of the world out there that are, are neurotypical, but they organize differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, Kelly, are you? Can you start by talking about the four types? Is it is it possible to do yeah. so in this frame? Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. yeah. I mean, okay. obviously, very cursory, but so I'm a yeah. classic, and I make up because I'm precise. Almost like basically forty percent of the population, which Katie made half, but these are things she does. She's a broad <laughs> stroke kind of person, but forty percent means very unspecific. <laughs> but when you think about, there's only like four archetypes: the classics on one end, and that's kind of like this. You know, you're traditional, organized, a place for everything, everything that's placed, detail-oriented, planners, 
get stressed out by visual clutter and having too many things. And then there's funds uh, who are also very specific. Um, they're not planners. They're more flexible with time, but they, in general, like a place for everything, everything in its place, and they're equally practical. And then you kind of keep going down the spectrum. You have uh, smarts, and they are more big picture. And uh, But some smarts like to plan a lot. Some are not planners and then Katie is an organic and um, basically as well big picture and uh, but really care a lot about don't you think Katie their surroundings and what's what the objects are so you kind of have an attachment to well yeah they, or, or, organics and smarts are visual you know mm -hmm. they need to see and so the so they're surrounded by things that have meaning to them one way or the other um, and mm -hmm. then half of us are you know planners and structured in that way and the other half are not and, uh, you know, and so there's, there's little bits of similarities here and there, but, you know, you know, almost, I don't, I don't know, it's, a, it's less than half of the people in the world are this visual. Mm. Um, the, uh, the, the funds Kelly mentioned that are very detail oriented and, and somewhat when organized in a traditional way to this, but they are bad mm -hmm. at time. That's like, what is it? 30 Kelly? 25. 20? It's 25, like 25. Yeah. So I would say almost 65% of the population are detail oriented, like things hidden away. Um, and when you think about that, if you're visual, you're in the minority and, um, the majority of the population thinks you should have less stuff and prefers it that way and likes things to be kind of hidden and a place for everything, everything in its place. And mm -hmm. so what we're saying really is that there's still, let me try to do my math. 35%? No, 30, 20, <laughs> wait, 40, well, 70, yeah, so 25%, 25% of the population is okay with having more stuff that it isn't what you started out asking you know creating the mental clutter um because if, it, if they can find mm -hmm. things when they need them they're organized we, we really try to drive this home in our book organize your way and then and with all of our clients is that at the end of the day organization isn't about how things look obviously that's what it's come to be in society but it's can you find things when you need them on a moment's notice without getting stressed out it's about retrieval and so what we're trying to do is teach people how to come up with systems, no matter which of those, you know, where you are in the you know, spectrum with those four archetypes, uh, so that you can find things because you're working with how your brain works, you know, like, it's kind of like how you, if you lose something, you retrace your steps, you know, it's like setting up systems that work with, with mm -hmm. what you're naturally doing inside your head. And the premise of this, you know, it's, I normally cover different kinds of stories, and I wanted to cover this story because you're sisters and also because of the need for, for organizing space. But you're talking also about a very real impact in, in your life in one's day or one's week about time lost, mm -hmm. right? Like, what are the can – can you, either of you, talk about the ramifications of not – uh, playing into your strengths, not capitalizing on what works for you when it comes to stuff and organization? Like, what are the problems when you don't listen to what you need? Well, the problem is that you, won't, you don't know where anything is. Like, you know, it's funny. I mean, my house is very chaotic right now. There's the one spot that I've, you know, concentrated on the most, and that's good. But <laughs> if, you know, if I had put all my files in a file box and hid them away, you know, and put them away or put them in a file, I wouldn't know where was right now mm -hmm. i mean there is filing cat i mean i have old files that i put you know into deep storage that like you know whenever i move i see them and again i'm like i have no idea what's in there and i kind of don't care like mm -hmm. <laughs> right like, you know but 
the stuff that I need, like, you know, bank statements, bills, that stuff. I have that in, I have like 12 inboxes. Mm. So I have them on a bookshelf, um, not in, you know, off to the side. So you you don't have to see them all the time, but it's matching book, matching inboxes. And, you know, I packed them away in boxes. It was, and I knew, and they were the first things I unpacked. And so I know where the kids stuff is. I know where, you know, important forms are. I know where all the important things are. Um, immediately. It's just the stuff that doesn't matter. I, I don't really know where it is. Mm-hmm. And what about you, for you, Kelly? Like, do you see real world ramifications that really affect your life when you're not doing what you need to do organizationally? And and please correct me if I'm, if organizationally is a, is not the right yeah, term no. for it, because it seems just, like you can, more you can than make that. In, in, in my world. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it can be something as basic as you're making a recipe, you swore you had parsley, like dried parsley in them, and you're like, God, oh, I don't have it. And you run out to the store, you're late, you know, kind of that, um, uh, what do you call it, domino effect into your life and you're stressed now, you're no longer in a good mood, you get the other parsley. And then two weeks later, you're like, why do I have two parsleys? Ugh. You know, um, and right, this happens right. to all of it. So that's like not a big deal. But then like maybe you get your first COVID vaccine and you don't have the proper system set up uh, to, you know, put the, you know, a piece of paper they give you for your second one and you're late for your appointment and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I can't find it. Like, wait, wait I thought I put it here. It, and so that's why having systems that work with your natural self rather than maybe a system, mm -hmm. I would set up and be like, Katie, this is how you should do it. And you should file it. Uh, this should be under C for COVID vaccine. <laughs> and maybe that day, mm -hmm. you know, she's like, I'm going to do the file system. I'm going to change and I'm going to put it in the file under a C for COVID vaccine. But maybe naturally she just has like a big pile in her front hallway that she puts important things. And that's what she did before I came along and told her how she had to change and how she had to be more like me uh, to be organized. And so when the mm -hmm. when it comes down to it in the last minute, she sometimes she just can't remember because it's not how you would naturally think to store something. And even though she said mm -hmm. as a kid, like, I had no idea how to do these things. She did. It was like she wanted everything out <laughs> so she could remember where yeah. it was. So it's just to me, what doesn't look like a system is actually a system. And you'll hear oftentimes people who mm -hmm. are natural, like we said, big picture, smarts and organics, we call them pilers. Um, and you can almost split humanity <laughs> between pilers and filers. And it isn't that filers don't have piles. They just don't have as many. You know, there, there's never an egregious mm -hmm. classic file, like, you know, piler. I, I, you know, I always have one or two polite mm -hmm. ones that I'm like, oh, I have to attack that, you know, that pile. But it's like, super polite and is not rude or, you know, obnoxious in any way like Katie's. Uh, but those hopefully, you know, give you ideas of it could be so minor, but so annoying and time wasting to, uh, mm -hmm. oh my God, I don't know that I can get this, like, get in there <laughs> to get my other shot. Yeah. So that's the importance. So then, so... So then Katie and, and Kelly, I have to ask, how did you, well, no, Kelly, how did you decide that you could actually work with Katie then in, in doing this business? <laughs> I, I have no I idea know. how she decided like, that. Wait, is this like biggest mistake ever show? <laughs> no, Jesus. She's really, she's really a sweet person. That's why. Um, well, I was working, I, so my whole career before this was in finance. I worked at the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, and then I went to business school at Tuck at Dartmouth, and then I worked at hedge mm -hmm. funds for six plus years, and I was an analyst. And um, it, But it's, you know, I'm working 10 to 12 hour days, and I was exhausted and not super happy, and 
she, you know, I think basically I was trying to get you organized, Katie, for years. Well, I had I had kids. Like you can get a, like people can get along fine for years, you know, with their terrible organizational systems that sort of work. But the minute you have kids, it's like whatever your dysfunction gets like magnified times 50, you know? And mm. so I feel like that's just put me to a boiling point or that I wasn't working. So I was at home all the time. So I actually cared that mm-hmm. things be organized at home because, mm-hmm. you know, I, it, it was my whole world. There was no door, you know, I couldn't close the door on everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, uh, I enlisted Kelly's help because she was the organized one. <laughs> but Katie kept, I couldn't keep her organized. And I just, as always, I'm like, oh, you're just incompetent. She's like, well, you're not a professional organizer. So she hired a professional <laughs> organizer. And to be honest, she kind of stayed organized for a while. I'm like, you know what? You're right. Maybe I'm a financial analyst. I'm not an organizer. Like, okay. <laughs> and, but one day I came over and she was searching and she kind of like tore up her office and she's like, couldn't find her kids' birth certificates. I think you were like getting the girls' passports or something. And um, and I, she had this new filing cabinet that the organizer had set up. And so I went over there because she's off tearing her hair out looking for things. And so I went over to the filing cabinet. I'm like, did you look in here? She's like, no. So I look in there. I look under B for birth certificate and this, like, beautiful handwriting. That's not my sister's. It's, like, perfect. So I open it. And I'm like, are these them? She's like, oh, my God. Where did you find those? I'm like, in like the filing cabinet under B for birth certificate. But I remember being like, I just wouldn't have thought to look there. I have this pile on my desk that uh, that's important papers, things I can't lose, like insurance, passports, birth certificates. And I was like, oh, fascinating. But she's like, I never lose anything. But because the organizer is there, she took that pile of important things and mm-hmm. put them in files and put them in a filing cabinet. And I, I think at that day, Katie, so we hadn't started the business, but I think she basically said what I, I often say about pilers is that not all pilers, but a lot of them, a filing cabinet is almost like a mausoleum. It's like where you close the door and that thing's just dead. You're not mm-hmm. going back in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it really is for like your will. <laughs> Something you're not, it's, yes. it's not that you can't have a filing cabinet, but it really shouldn't be where your documents you need to interact with should probably be. Uh, especially not like active documents. And it's more like, oh, if you're a lawyer, the a filing cabinet's where the case is done, you file it away. It's like, it's dead, mm-hmm. basically. Right, yeah, that's it's dead. essentially no, dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she's like, oh, they're like mausoleums for me. Um, but it was probably the first time I thought maybe my sister isn't incompetent. Maybe she's really different. And I know that makes me sound incredibly <laughs> mean, <laughs> but I meant it in a nice way in my head. Because it was the first time I was like, we're just different. You know, because how could she not mm-hmm. think to look under B for birth certificate? But that's the first place I would think to look that, you know, that we our brains are wired differently. And so we kind of got that's the kernel of the idea. And then um, I was so unhappy and I was trying to find another job in a different fund. And so as I was interviewing, we were kind of talking about building this business. And I just gotten married and was like, or about to get married. And I was like, let's do it. And my husband my fiance at the time was supportive of the idea and her husband was. And so we set out on the hunch um, that different personalities needed different solutions. And we became Mm Myers-Briggs trained practitioners and we gave all of our clients the Myers-Briggs assessment. And we were like 
we st when we started the business, I tell people we're like the Dr. Jane Goodalls um, of the organizing world because we, <laughs> we knew who our clients were and we were both helping them and kind of watching like what their habits were and tendencies and preferences. And we really found that certain personality types had certain preferences. And uh, from there, we built our own fun assessment, which you can go to our website and take. And it's like, way shorter than the Myers-Briggs um, and I mean, like, think a little more fun and um, and then it kind of just helps you understand your strengths and your weaknesses and then you can build mm -hmm. systems around that because you know you should build things that work for you not because they are normal or what everybody does but because they help you find things when you need them whether it's a file on your computer or you know something important um, physically in your home. Mm hmm. And so I'm also hearing and I think I must have had a suspicion about this, but I think that I'm hearing there's this like measure of empathy that came into play mm -hmm. for you, Kelly, when you finally realized, oh, maybe there's nothing wrong with Katie. Maybe she's just, <laughs> just different. mean anyway. But thank you so much, Renee, for trying to make me sound. There's plenty wrong with me. Yes. But, uh... but yes, a few things that are right. I know how to make things look pretty. She does. So that was helpful. Well, so then, okay, so your your assessment that you have on your website sounds so great. So okay. at the end, we'll definitely tell listeners where to find that. But can you offer some really good, quick, you know, shortcut ways to not lose your marbles when you're all stuck at home? Like, I know that's maybe that's like a really not nice question to ask because it's probably really difficult to dig into that in such a short time frame. But do you have any things that can alleviate that the real struggle mm -hmm. now for people? Well, I, I'm going to start off with one with Katie. And if you have another, you can go after me. But um, one of the things we always tell our clients is we call it the one step rule. And whenever you're setting up an organizational system or you have one that's driving you crazy, like maybe it's not working for everybody, just ask yourself if, if there's a way to remove a step from that, that system that would make it easier to do or easier to maintain. And the example I always give because everybody it's kind of a universal problem is if your coat hanging up system is a front hall closet with hangers and nobody hangs up their coat, it's because like hanging up your coat in a coat closet, even though I do it, it's like a seven step process because you have got to like open the door, search for a hanger. Sometimes there isn't a hanger. So you've got to like decide mm -hmm. which coat is going on, take off your coat, put it on. Then you got to hang it back up and close the door. <laughs> and all of a sudden you realize like a four-year-old's definitely not doing that. And that's why that ends up on the floor. <laughs> um, but sometimes a 16-year-old's not doing it or even a 30-year-old. And they're like, oh, there's a chair right there. That's where I'm going like, to, it's just the one step. They, people yes. always just choose the easier route, the one step. So instead of fighting it, what we say, so it's like the same thing with a personality type, instead of fighting something, ask somebody like why that doesn't work for them. Um, or just ask yourself, like, is there a way to make this easier? Could I put a hook, more hooks on the door? Like, let's say I don't want to look at coats, but like put them on the inside of the door. And you'll find even if that person doesn't hang it up, the person driving you crazy, it's easier for you to do. If you're like, ah, oh, the mm. coat. And then you're just like one, two, and you close the door. And then it just makes you a little bit less mad. But if you have to do the seven step for them, you know, you're going to be like, dude, can you, there's going to be the lecture. <laughs> there's going to be the fight. Yes. And it's legit. And you can think about that example and start really thinking about every system in your house that way. And how do I mm -hmm. take away steps? And sometimes you can't take away a step or you're willing to do the extra step. But, you know, like a hamper, you know, I remember we had a client once, she was solo and then a 
this a fiance came on the scene and they were in a studio and she's like, Oh my God, can you tell me like, how do you, can you get somebody to stop putting their clothes on top of a hamper? And I was like, <laughs> Oh, I don't know. And I'm starting to think about it. Maybe Katie was like, just take the hamper lid off. And I'm like, Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> because you physically cannot do it. It's a one step process. So even something like a hamper that you think that how easy is that one too? you know, pick it up on my thing, right. but you're like, but there's a step you could remove. And if there's a problem, it's totally so true. You always just look for. That. I actually have a. I have a new. I have a new hamper. Oh yeah, thing. A, a new oh. rule by. They they needs to have structure. The hamper needs to have structure. Mm, that's true. Because sometimes, yeah, like if it's not like I ha- I have all those crunch bags and they work for me. It doesn't bother me. But like my daughter was like, I can't. It doesn't work because <laughs> like the minute it goes, it's like she just needed that structure. I mean, the lid off. But you know, it's it's like a weird thing. Yeah, make sure they have. That's structure. actually really good. No, it's really true. I mean, we have a lid off situation here, and we have had the on top of the hamper lid here too. <laughs> so I get it, yeah. and it seems so silly, right? Like. It's is not even a lot of effort, but you totally get it because if you're the person not lifting the lid up, you get it, you know. And I think I can't wait to take your survey myself. Okay. I, I have a real big suspicion I'm a piler, <laughs> um, but um, I'm like embarrassed. I'm like shame ashamed. Mm-hmm. But um, so so then, what about Katie? Anything else you want to chime in on? Like, is there anything that COVID has changed for you in your business? I mean, obviously, like I would imagine you're. I mean, are you going to people's places? I've gone to people's places. I just have to wear yeah. a mask. Mm-hmm. Or it's yeah. you know it's easy too to do stuff alone too. Like once I once you know someone's personality type, you mm. kind of have a clue as to what's important. So it's kind of easy. Mm-hmm. So you come in. So can you give me like okay? So I'm a client and I call you and I'm like oh I can't take my house anymore. What are you gonna do for me? Like you know what's your we're gonna do this 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 and this. Well, we're gonna get you to take the personality <laughs> assessment so we know mm-hmm. what kind of picks you are, and then once that's it. Um, you know, we go. We, we first go out and just kind of assess the areas that are mm-hmm. troubling you so we can kind of see what's going on. And usually it's some variation of complicating what should be close to a one step. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, then we just go in and start putting stuff away. And uh, well, we come up mostly too. like a lot of times people don't have like since I'm a big picture thinker and Kelly mm-hmm. has been, you know, pressed in this server, people don't think big picture. So, you know, they have tons of little things to organize instead of having mm-hmm. a whole wall yeah. of a big, huge structure that mm-hmm. that hides everything and that you can organize everything in, you know. And mm-hmm. so that's usually oftentimes it's like you need to have to get this big, huge unit across a whole wall, you know, because there's all these little things everywhere. That's the thing right. people don't really they don't think big picture because it's only 25 percent of the world mm-hmm. that thinks big picture. So mm. unless you've got one of those in your life in some way, you know emulating the way organization should be mm-hmm. <laughs> or should look, you know, that's, that's what ends up happening. And all types do it too, which is interesting because, you know, everyone's doing it ad hoc as they go, especially mm-hmm. during the pandemic when it's been so hard to get everything, yeah. you know, that's the thing. It's like, go out and like cover one wall, you know, mm-hmm. a huge wall from ceiling to floor and get, make that be your little center you know, of whatever's mm. causing trouble. We're doing it while we're assessing and talking to people about what the problems are and what's causing them so that you can figure out solutions um, is measuring. And it sounds really dumb, but people go to the container store all the time and buy stuff without measuring. And then when I'm in their <laughs> home, I'm like, 
there's like three baskets that are unused in a closet because they don't really totally work. You can't get them out easy enough. And so I, we always mm. like say like in our book, I feel like every chapter I was rereading it recently. I'm like, it's like, it's like measure, measure again. I'm like, oh my God, we sound so <laughs> annoying, but it's so easy not to measure and, uh, or to get the measurements wrong. And then you're like, gosh, darn it. Um, and then you have to go to the back to the store and return it physically. <laughs> Right, and then you've yes, got more junk, got more too. Junk. And so I it's think like, I can't tell you how sad it is when I see like unused organizational bins in people's homes. <laughs> like you're like, oh my god, this is like tragic. Well, no, but I can see there's like a story mm-hmm. there, and I'm I'm saying this is someone who relates because I feel like you have this hope. Okay, I'm going to get this into shape. I'm going to change this. This is going to be great. And then you take action, and then you come home and you realize, oh my gosh, like it's not going to change anything, and now it's worse. And I think what I'm also gleaning from this conversation is that while you could be averse to having to get a system in place, the setting up of the system is going to take a little bit of work, yeah. maybe. But once you have the system in place, your life will get easier and a little bit cleaner and nicer. Yeah. Right. And I think the problem right now with COVID is we're all still kind of in limbo. So nobody, when you think about like, if you don't really want to like homeschool your kid forever, like you don't really want to be like, you know what, I'm going to transform and uh, a closet into a classroom or, you know, that everyone kind of is living makeshift lives. So I would just say like, as we start figuring out, where we're going to be as a society like if you're going to be working from home maybe half the time your child's going to be back in school what whatever it is that is causing you to rooms to do double duty make sure you reassess like Mm. katie was saying like a big picture like okay this is going to be this way forever so let me actually think of something real so that i'm not like staring at my printer when trying to relax at night in bed that you know Mm -hmm. you could find a desk that hides your printer figure out a different room in the house that you could totally revamp um and you know because i i also was joking katie i don't know if you remember how I'm always like don't have rooms do double duty but now I'm like oh my god all of America has like multiple rooms in their house right now doing double duty so everybody must be so stressed out because it's basically whenever a room is like doing another job that it wasn't meant to do it's like that stops doing either thing really well like um and Mm. so that's why I said that advice not realizing we'd have a pandemic and (laughs) this would happen yeah no it's kind of difficult and I wonder if is there any do you have any advice and this is probably a lot to put Mm -hmm. on your shoulders your pixie shoulders but any like something you've learned about people who who their significant other and them are just really at odds about this is there something you've learned through all your client work that will help other people who are really clashing in styles with their partner just like an overarching piece of advice about this we have like a whole chapter on uh, how to keep the peace at home and i would say and i want you to add in katie my thought is whoever kind of is the most exacting person is kind of the person who should be in charge but if that person is like not home or they're not actually making an effort to keep it that way and demanding the other person does, but then that person is spending the most time at home, then I would say the person who's, you know, whoever's spending the most time at home and really in charge, in charge, man or woman, you know, um, it doesn't mm. matter. But Katie, what, what's your thought? Oh, imagine them, imagine them not, be, imagine them being dead. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm serious. It's in our book for a reason. Because, you know, I mean, my husband and I, we do similar things, but differently. Like, I will, you know, like the minute I say anything to my husband about how, oh, will you please like clean up this, you know, 
he leaves peanut butter spoons everywhere. And it's so annoying. And, you know, one day he'll be dead and I'll be sad that there's no peanut butter spoons or I'll, I'll see, you know, pe- I'll see peanut butter and I'll always think of him. But the point is, I guess, is <laughs> that I'm just imagining him being dead. It's, it's helpful. helpful. It really yeah. is. I mean, I'm, I'm, gonna... I, I'm like, uh, I'm like trying to think of anything nice. No, I'm like, no, no, no. yeah. That's it. I get it. It's kind of like, I feel like what you're saying is, I'm going to couch this a little bit. It's perspective, right? It's perspective. Yes. Yeah, right? That is a much more grown um, And I also, <laughs> also, I want to point out that a couple of minutes ago, you said, it depends on what kind of pixie you are. And then I realized, are you saying that I could be a pixie too? Just maybe not like the super, super duper <laughs> yes. neat kind like my sister? Yeah, we basically call <laughs> well, pixie you could be and yeah. you're a pixie type. So you basically would take our quiz and figure out which pixie type you are. Mm. Um, so yeah. Yes, we, we are not exclusive in our, it is not an aristocracy of pixies. So you too can be a pixie and um, and you do Aww. it your way and it's your magic. And, you know, something you said earlier about being ashamed, you know, like, oh, I'm ashamed of a piler. One of our sayings is no shame, no blame. And um, it kind of goes around mm-hmm. like a little bit of problems, like blaming people and having shame and like, no, like you do what you do, even if it's a little bit weird, if it helps you stay organized, find things and you're happy you know, then that works. I mean, one of the, I I love this story because it was the second thing that helped me really understand Katie, but we had just started the business. I was still watching like CNBC in the morning um, and I saw Richard Branson on and it was really early and he had something written on the back of his hand, like on his skin. Do you know what I mean? Like weird. (laughs) And I was laughing because like my sister does that. And I think that is the most (laughs) unprofessional thing. It was my sister. I was always like, oh my God, it's so embarrassing. And she would do it when she really was like something was really important that she couldn't, absolutely couldn't forget. And I don't know, she, she can later go into why she does that. But Richard Branson, at the end of the interview, the anchors were, um, kind of chomping at the bit to ask him, like, do you have something written on the back of your hand? And they asked it really derisively. <laughs> and he looked at it, wasn't even, like, in the least bit you know, embarrassed, and said, oh, yeah, I wrote something. It was somebody had a great idea at a party last night, and um, I must not have scrubbed it off very hard. It's my backup system. Usually I walk around with a, a you know, a little booklet and a, a pen, but I didn't have that with me, and uh, it was a great idea. I didn't want to lose it. And the anchor was like, um, doesn't everybody use cocktail napkins to do like, that's their backup system. (laughs) And he's like, I would lose a cocktail napkin. And then it was like dead air for like a second or two. I was like, Oh my God, (laughs) so awkward. But he was so unashamed of who he is. And he's not like, he's not a classic. Okay. He is not me. He is like outlandish. And I have respect for him because he's obviously put out so many great ideas that he's a billionaire. (laughs) And yeah, for me to see somebody in that position, help me look at my sister's weird hand thing in a different light. And you realize too, (laughs) that, you know, if, if he was an intern doing that, you know, he'd be like, Oh my God, I can't do that. Somebody mocked him and he'd want to get ahead. And you're thinking, Oh, that's a bummer because clearly that's a system that works for him and he doesn't lose an idea. Mm -hmm. He doesn't lose a cocktail napkin. So we also tell clients like do what works for you. Even if it's weird, if it works, Mm -hmm. like if it's not broke, don't, you know, don't fix it. Don't listen to me. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. But you can like keep what you like and and not use Mm -hmm. what you don't need. And um, so where can people, can you like shout out about where we can find you? What, where the best places are to reach you? Katie. 
Uh, PixiesDidIt.com, definitely. We have our website, and our book is called Organize Your Way, and you can find it at all fine booksellers, so Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. And, uh-huh. um, and I think through our site, too. Yeah, you can get it on PixiesDidIt.com. Uh-huh. Also, Katie didn't sell her whole title because she's not detail-oriented. It's Organize Your Way, no. Simple Strategies for Every Personality, <laughs> obviously by Katie and Kelly yeah. McMenamin. But, yes, Amazon, any booksellers, um, you can find it, and it's on Kindle. Not audio, though. I'm working hard Great. on that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be I think fun. Would you be. guys should do that yeah. together. Yeah, yeah you should definitely do it together. Cool. Well, I'm so glad that I had you on, and I can't wait to put this out there, you know, as the spring gets brighter and warmer and people are hopefully coming out of their homes they'll have some reinvigorated energy to kind of use some of your tools and i can't wait to take your quiz myself i'm so excited and thank you so much for for coming on and and brightening up my my show today for having us absolutely thank you thank you for listening to and then everything changed For more on this episode, photos, and other episodes you might like, please visit atecpodcast.com. You can connect with me and learn more about episodes on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram also. Just search for my name, Ronit Plank, R-O-N-I-T-P-L-A-N-K, and you will find all the updates. If you like this podcast, please remember to subscribe and also rate and review so other people can find it. Thank you so much for listening.